Welcome to the Fearless Launching Show. I'm your host, Anne Samoylov. Now, today we're talking about course curriculums. I'll get into that in a little little second, but at first I wanted to just say that one of the best ways I've seen to improve the power of individual standalone products is actually to to create them as if they're part of a, a suite of products or a curriculum instead of just standalone, somewhat related products, because that happens as well. Now, I don't say that it's you shouldn't create standalone kind of related products as you want, but there is a power in giving people the know how, like the step-by-step, like know before you do this, you should probably do this. People like to know what to do next. They also want to know where to get started. So with that in mind, maybe creating that for yourself would be a great way to actually improve the power of what you already have created. Um, Now, it's important because of this, you know, when you provide a clear path and a roadmap to follow, you're community is able to get stronger. And people are like, yes, it's really clear. I like how she teaches. I like that she gave me that resource first. She didn't tell me to buy something from her. She said, get this handled and then come in here. You just strengthen that trust with your community as well. Also, by creating this curriculum, you allow yourself time, believe it or not, to choose what products you create and what products you might promote instead. This gives you more time and freedom to focus your creative efforts on what lights you up and making your work the best it can be. And today's episode will really help you kind of do both and give you a strategy for improving that revenue that we all want to improve. There's, I don't think there's anybody who doesn't look to improve, but you want to do so without having to slave over maybe multiple new products every five seconds or at least every few months. This way, you're able to focus on what you deliver the best while still giving your customers the value, still giving them clarity of what they need to do first, still showing up with the right tools at the right time. I'm going to be referencing a past article I wrote for the site Think Traffic way back in 2012, which I think is funny. And I highly recommend you go back to some of your old stuff that you've written because I bet you'll find wisdom in there that you can actually use now. And perhaps, perhaps because I, you know, when you're working in the, in the trenches and the weeds of an existing business, which is what I was doing with LKR, which was Laura Roeder's company, um, you, you you understand a lot more if you're able to give yourself that time working in the weeds. And I feel like I worked in the weeds for many years, offline and online, to give me this kind of insight. But even then, I mean, that was four years ago. So I'm now able to go back and be like, oh, right, this is how, this is why I'm having this conversation right now. So like, I just was flabbergasted that a conversation with one of my business besties, we were talking about fearless launching and I was talking about the umbrella of fearless launching as opposed to just the course. And that kind of started me down a path to remembering I had written this. So let's dive in. Let's talk about this idea of of curriculums. But first, let's talk about the way people usually create courses. So they come up with their first idea. And they do that. Maybe they outline it. I won't go into like the details, but they outline it. They create all the modules. They put it up online. They put it in a members area. 
they launch it. Yes, that sounds so easy. Snap, snap, snap. They Then they choose another topic that's relevant, but ne- not necessarily related. Maybe it's relevant to that initial thing. And they might create that too. Or they might create something that is relevant for that audience, but not necessarily related to that first topic. So sometimes the courses will have some relation to the other, but rarely do you see them as a first or second or third step or having any order at all. I've since seen some people do this really well. And and you know what? I don't mind it when people don't have a curriculum, but I think that there is an opportunity there if you can create even a small curriculum. You know, this doesn't have to be every single thing you create doesn't have to fit into it. But I do think having a product suite, not just like the mini fearless launching or the fearless launching or the practice launch or this launch, because I have a few different launch programs, but really the main bad boy, big mama is fearless launching. So if you want to kind of dive into this idea of why a curriculum can really help you do this, then let's get let's get into it. So what is a curriculum? Really, all a curriculum means is a course of study. Uh, you can look at one program or product you create as having like this list of things you study within that course. That can be that product or that program's curriculum. I like to look at curriculum as like the different course programs and resources that a student can access along a learning timeline. (laughs) Wow. Okay. That's a mouthful. But here's the basic gist of what I mean. So let's take my fearless launching program for example. Before someone's ready to launch or even feels ready to launch, they're there are probably some other pieces of knowledge and information and work they're going to need to do first, right? So maybe they might need a blog. Maybe they need to help decide what they're even, maybe even before the blog, there's what am I even doing? What am, who am I helping? Who am I serving? Who am I inspiring? Who am I hoping is my audience? And then building that blog and maybe, you know, starting to build a list of people and a, like a, an audience, a community. And they might then create a want to create a product or at least start creating a product. Um, actually, even before the list, they might want to create something in order to build that list. So they might want to create like a lead magnet or something. Um, they might not be sure what tools to use or even have their website set up. So there's a whole tools and technology piece. Now, each thing they need to learn that I just mentioned could be its very own product or course that you create. It could also be something you know and love that someone else offers. This is what my, this article that I wrote was mostly about over on Think Traffic. It was looking at using other products to fill out your course like this curriculum. And it's really an affiliate affiliate marketing strategy that I think works really well. A lot of people do this. I think um, if you look around and really pay attention to the things like the entrepreneurs you follow are offering, they might you might think, oh wow, that actually does fit into that like it's part of a product suite. So it encompasses like some people, like each thing they need to learn could be a product or course you create. It could also be something you know and love that someone else offers, like I said. And it encompasses 
Like it can include that before stage, which I just shared above, but also during, it could be something that kind of someone needs to do right alongside your signature course if you've got one. And after people work with you or learn from you. So I didn't even share the after, but there are plenty of things that people need to do and understand and learn after they've launched, let's say for the first time. And honestly, sometimes people do come to me after they've launched many times. Now, before you create anything, so you're creating this curriculum for your customers, for your ideal customers, for those people in your audience you're hoping become your customers because you know them, you know what they need, you know what they want. And whether they're soon to be customers, whether they're just people who are just, you know, listening to the podcast, or maybe they're people who download something, whether they're real people or an avatar you've created based on real people, they are about that group of people. They're about your audience. It doesn't matter if they're real, soon to be, or actual customers already. And if you haven't done that kind of avatar exercise, it's also often called the persona, customer persona exercise, or really looking at who is on your list already and kind of figuring out who they are. Who are these people? What do they want? What do they need? What are their hopes, their dreams, their desires, their fears? That's definitely something I would highly recommend doing before you try to create this curriculum. Now, I was, you know, I did, I've done this for several different clients over the years. You know, I did it when I was helping launch B-School with Marie Forleo and Laura Roder when they first did it, when their, when the course was first inside a Google Doc. I was going through the content as they were creating it and we were putting that whole course together. One of the first things in B-School is that customer avatar exercise. And it's it's not just one, it's a, kind of a several part exercise. And you don't need to take B-School to do that exercise because it's a very common marketing business um, activity that you would do before you create any product or any service. And you can just look that up on Google. Um, like I said, it would be under customer avatar, ideal customer exercise, customer persona. Look up those and you will definitely find some great resources. The more real you can make this ideal person or this avatar, the better. And I know that maybe maybe right now you don't even have anybody to even call upon, like no real people whatsoever. Um at that point, you know, you can do what I did when I first started, which was, you know, I kind of chose a community of people. I was in two communities on Facebook and I chose those people and learned as much as I could about those people. And we won't go into that today on the podcast here, but I kept asking, you know, wow, these people are really struggling with this topic. Or I kept kind of like listening, keeping my ear to the ear to the tracks, really, and listening listening to what they were saying and what people were struggling with after um, those two programs. And by the way, those two programs I was in those communities for were Laura Roder's Creating Fame, and then also Marie and Laura's B-School, which I'm still a part of. So you can find resources and other episodes talking about getting to know your, know your audience over at ansamoylove.com, but I will put a few below that I think you should start with. 
Next, once you really have an understanding of your audience, or at least who you hope your audience is going to be, next you're going to have to create your timeline of training. This is another way to look at it. Timeline, roadmap. I just saw some other person email out about this, so clearly it's something people are thinking about. Now, I think that first step before you create the curriculum is really really create the timeline of training, the timeline of resources or knowledge that this person needs. And it's not necessarily products. It's just things they might need to learn along the way. So it's just like going to school and you might have to think like, what does a person have to do to become a doctor? Or, you know, I could break down what I had to learn to get certified to teach Pilates. There's always a list of knowledge pieces that you have to you have to learn in order to get that degree, that certification. So I can't um, recommend this more highly than to say, look at your business like you're the school giving the degree. You're like, you know, Ann Samoylov School of whatever, business. And what knowledge do people need to have throughout the lifetime of their business, their life even, or whatever, to get this degree or certification from you? Like I said above, and I've kind of hinted at this several times um, publicly, you can do this even if you don't have your own products. You can choose products that really exemplify or contain the knowledge that they're going to have to have in order to get your degree. I'll take myself for example here again. I I have, you know, I'll go back to the fearless launching example because everything I write about is some aspect of launching. You probably have noticed that (laughs) and that I could tie launching to literally every single topic in business because everything to me does come back to that moment when you put it out to the world and that is launching. It's not just the product launch. It's the launch of ideas and in a very clear, methodical way. So once you establish yourself in one area, say launching, it's very natural for people to come to you with other questions. And they don't even realize that these are sub-questions that aren't, that aren't specific to that main topic. And I would just say those questions, those requests, those, hey, how, do you know how to do this? Or do you know anything about this? The, these are so telling because people are really telling you what they want through their questions. So for instance, there are so many topics, again, under the umbrella of launching that it's impossible not to get questions about Facebook ads, Google Analytics, list building, webinars, telesummits, sales pages, copywriting, blogging, community, video marketing, everything is in there. So it's a great problem to have (laughs) and it's a great opportunity to make note of what those things are. And you don't have to have all of those topics on your timeline, but you might want to include them at first just so you can see what do people really, what are people asking me about? And I recommend doing this exercise even if you never publicly talk about it. And you don't actually have to publicly talk about it. You can just know what are the different steps that I'm going to take my people through. What do I do? What would I tell someone to do first if they don't have this done yet? Or if they want to work with me privately, what are the other steps that they probably should do first? So having knowledge of where people are on a timeline or in some sort of 
kind of cycle where they are in their life and business is a great exercise for you and your business. That's what this does for you. And understanding that before someone comes to fearless launching, for me, they might need a business or they might have to set up their blog first and they might have to set up a web form on their blog and start building their list. They might have to have an autoresponder, a simple autoresponder. They might need a product idea or they might have to have a product or a program. They might need a service that they con- they currently offer. They might need a bit of understanding about their audience and Maybe they have another part of their business completely. So they kind of understand these nuts and bolts of running a business and they just want a new perspective maybe on bringing it online. Now, what if they don't know? What if they don't know how to blog? Don't know how to create content that turns people into subscribers? What if they have no clue what guest posting means? What if they don't speak the language? That's what I always think. What if they don't, what if someone doesn't speak the language? And it's very common for us to start talking in a specific way. Like it happens in the coaching world, definitely happens in the business and entrepreneurial world. And if you're in the lean startup world, you have like your own lingo. So this is an opportunity for you to stand back and say, okay, what can I do here to make sure they understand the language, to get them ready for in my case, fearless launching, what does this person need to learn and do first? What would be the ideal situation so they can get the most out of my main offer? Then for extra credit, I just would say, you know, skip to after your signature or main offering and ask, okay, what else do you need to learn? If you can figure out this before and after piece, it actually gives you some opportunities to not only strengthen your program, but to take an active role in preparing them for your program and then supporting them after. I mean, it's it's an amazing piece of information and exercise to do. One note here I want to say is definitely check out Dean Jackson, Joe Polish, and The Marketing Show. I know that they've talked about this before, during, and after. They do it way better than I do, and they probably have a more in-depth description of how to do it. Um, and how to, they, they have like definitely, I feel like they've done some courses, even programs where they show you how to do this, bef- how to figure out what your before, during, and after is. So how the curriculum works. So you've chosen your topics, your information you want to include in your customer timeline. Let's say you don't want to create any other courses. Okay. That's cool. You have your signature course and you're, you're totally cool with that. And you start thinking about all the other courses you need. Okay. So you might start out with one product and decide to fill the rest of your topics out with affiliate programs or just some of those products. You don't have to you don't have to cover every single topic. You just want to pick the most effective ones for people to get ready for fear, your your main program. I'm going to keep saying fearless launching here because that's that's my context and that'll that helps me kind of figure out okay so i you know i might have all these tech kind of questions that come in but really i want people to know how to build be building their list i want people to know how to create a course and then the the launching part becomes really easy for me to talk about i want them to be creating blog content on a regular basis whatever 
So think about starting out, if you want, with that one product and filling the rest of the topics with affiliate programs or products that you support, you've had personal experience with. Now, you might even start out with just affiliate products with the intention of eventually replacing those with one of your own. Now, there is a danger in that, and I want to just kind of do a little sidebar, and that is that I would never have have promoted another launch product and then just created my own because it feels... I don't know. It just doesn't feel cool. It feels like I could have easily just gone through that other launch program, whatever, I, but I never did. And I I took this purely on what I've done in my experience working with movie and feature film launches as well as B-School, you know? So keep that in mind. I would say if you know what your signature program is, Don't choose an affiliate program or a product to promote in that place. Leave that sacred for yourself and find another way to offer it, even in a beta form first. So instead of simply sharing affiliate links, once you've chosen these products, create something that goes along with the product. If it's a tool, offer a masterclass, maybe showing how to use that that tool And maybe if it's a course, offer a PDF that allows them to go a little bit deeper and still have you with them as the teacher, in quotes. Now, once you fill all the holes, you can decide in your your curriculum, you can decide which things you're going to create and which things will always remain affiliate programs or partner programs. Something that you suggest people to and people come to know you as a partner of those companies or products. So guess what? I mean, the great thing is that you're actually going to be making money while promoting these different pieces along your curriculum. And it also gives you some much needed launch rest in between your launches and different promotions. I think a really good example of this is Amy Porterfield because she has her webinars that convert program. She also has her courses that convert program. And then she fills some of those launch lulls with promotions of related and helpful products like Samcart was a recent one, lead pages every now and then. I think she's got more of an evergreen promotion for that. And even with her programs, inside her program, she'll promote GoToWebinar and other webinar platforms, which are tools to enhance her training that she actually teaches how to use. Um, There are lots of people who do this the same way, very successfully. So let's go into some guidelines for choosing the products to fill out your curriculum. I'm going to keep this really short because I think that, you know, if you want to read more in depth about this, you can, but I think some of these are going to be self-explanatory for you. So there are, let's say, five of them, it looks like. So be picky. Basically, make sure you know the company, the partner, that they have similar values that you do, maybe that their audience is similar, and also be thinking maybe there's people in that product's current audience and that partner's current audience, which might want to jump into your curriculum. So these are all important things to consider. Sometimes the people you love aren't necessarily the ones your audience will love, so do your best to look through the eyes of your customer always. Next, make the products visible. After you've been picky, 
and vetted these people make these products visible, take ownership. I personally think I'm, I mean, I'm saying this out loud right now, but I haven't take really taken ownership of my collaboration with lead pages. Lead pages is one of my main tools I use in my business. Same with Infusionsoft. Why am I not promoting them or their training in a much more committed, visible way? So when I say make them visible, include those products and promotions, schedule promotions throughout the year when you're going to be focusing on making them more visible to your audience, maybe um, put them, include them in an email sequence, write blog posts, create resource pages to bolster that, that connection. And the goal is that they shouldn't look like just plain old affiliate links. You know, when you make them visible, it's almost like they're part of your product list as well. Number three, integrate your product. So you might still have a product or an idea for some product that's going to eventually fill one of the slots in your timeline. That's great. Um, But before you make that switch, you can still create add-on bonuses, almost like mini classes um, or some sort of resource that you can personally create to help that person who I don't know, purchases and rolls, grabs whatever you've, you've offered. And creating a combo package for the people who purchase that partner product keeps them in your world. Again, you're not just selling someone else's product. You're saying, hey, here's that product that I think you should do next. And I've also created this masterclass for you to go along with it so that I can still support you as you're using and getting to know that product. Take the commitment seriously is the next guideline. Again, this is this is all with ownership and visibility because I think once you make something visible and take ownership, then it shows that you really do take that commitment seriously. Add that product to your shop page, maybe even. I know people who've done that as well. Um, talk about it on a regular basis. Make sure you reach out to those partners and make sure you do that regularly. That's a relationship. That's the commitment I think is most important. Um, And, you know, honestly, what I mean to say is really commitment is the most important part of that relationship with a, with a business owner of a product you're promoting. Even myself, I haven't reached out to lead pages. They sent me multiple things to do webinars and promotions with them this year. And because of everything going on, I haven't said yes, or I've said yes, and then I didn't promote. I really need to do that because every time I've done the webinars with them, I've enjoyed them. I've learned something. And the people attending have learned something. So what more could you want? Take the commitment seriously by doing really specific things like I said with them. I think this commitment piece goes a long way, honestly. And act like it's your own product. Again, taking ownership. Act like it's your own product. That's the bottom line with all these things. And ask yourself, what would you do if this was your own product? This is, and ask, and treat, once you take ownership like that, I think that's a good rule no matter what type of affiliate promotion you're doing. Act like it's yours. It is yours. Your, make it your launch. Make it your promotion. Not necessarily just theirs. And you will truly find amazing partners that way. 
So a few final thoughts. Um, there are some other directions that I want to go to go in during this podcast, but I didn't want it to take forever to share this one piece with you. So make sure to head over to that Think Traffic post to, to read some more. There's definitely some more information there about um, once you do create those replacement products, uh, how to exit gracefully from a relationship without actually breaking the relationship. But today, I hope that you will consider creating a curriculum for your customers, your ideal clients, your ideal audience, because it is such a gift. Showing people what to do next, giving them a clear path. People want that help. Heck, I I mean, I want that help most of the time. So even if you didn't create a product or course or service, you can still be the hero and the one people remember. Some people have built their entire businesses on other people's offers and have done so in such a thoughtful way. You could, you could do that too. You can help people save money because you'll give them the correct path to do things instead of maybe jumping into this high priced thing that you might offer. Help them save money, help them get prepared, help them find the right tools, help people get ready for your products and services. And I can't say it enough. Be the hero. All right. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode and I will put some more resources for you over on the show notes at ansomorelove.com. Make sure to visit us. And if you haven't already subscribed to this podcast, I would love to see you click that button, that subscribe button, and also leave me a comment or a review over on iTunes. I really appreciate you and looking so forward to to meeting more of you in the new year. 